All right, guys, we're back for the second part of episode 62. We finished off on the first part by going over some of my favorite things from 2019. And this included Breakout Star of 2019, the best tag teams of 2019, the feud of the year, and the matches of the year. Um, now let's move into, you know, what's going to be going down in moving into 2020. We have a lot of stuff to cover. Obviously, the biggest thing is uh, the Royal Rumble. It's coming up in about four weeks. I believe it's four weeks from tonight, actually. And, uh, yeah, I'm really excited. You know, there's a lot of things you can do with the Royal Rumble. It's just a fact of, will WWE actually do it? Will they pull the trigger and give us a winner of the Royal Rumble that we're actually going to care about? And, you know, it, it's a thing that we talk about every year. We wait for the Rumble. Oh, my God, they're finally going to give it to a guy who deserves it. And then they give it to... Roman Reigns, they give it to Randy Orton, they give it to Roman Reigns, they give it to Triple H, they give it to, you know, 2018 was probably the best Royal Rumble top to bottom, booking-wise and winner-wise, that included uh, uh, Shinsuke Nakamura winning the Rumble, it came down to him and Roman Reigns, Finn Balor lasting almost an either an hour or a little over an hour, looking like he might have been the one to win the match, that didn't happen. But either way, I think just top to bottom, that Rumble was great, was booked great. And uh, 2019, too, I think those were two Rumbles that were booked extremely well, 2018, 2019. Um, 2017 was a very good Rumble, too. I think the last three years of Royal Rumbles have been great. And uh, I didn't expect Orton to win the Rumble in 2017. I don't think a lot of people did. I think people thought that Roman Reigns, oh, he entered number 30, what the hell he's going to win, and he didn't win. So... Who knows who's going to win this year? You know, I have my favorites. Obviously, the main favorite is they're going to build up Roman Reigns until the Rumble. Reigns will win the Rumble, challenge the Fiend for the Universal Championship at WrestleMania, and win the championship. That's the cookie cutter of what they think is going to happen. And you know what? That might be what is going to happen. We, we honestly don't know. I, I think that's probably your safest bet. But you got to think that now the championships are on two different shows. You got the the Universal Championship on SmackDown held by Bray Wyatt. And you have the, the uh, WWE Championship on Raw held by Brock Lesnar. So just because they may, might want to do Roman Reigns versus The Fiend at WrestleMania doesn't mean that Reigns has to win the Royal Rumble in order to have that match happen. Now, that's probably, like I said, that's probably what they want to do, probably give it to Reigns. But if they give the Rumble to Reigns again, they're honestly just re rinsing, rinse and repeating the things that didn't work for them before. You know, they always say the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over again and expecting different results. By having Reigns win the Rumble and face the Fiend at Mania, yes, it's a good match. It's a big match for the Fiend. I think the match is a great idea, but I don't think that Reigns should win the Rumble in order to get there. You could build this in a hundred different ways without having to give the Rumble to them, to Reigns, and uh, still have a great match. You could have the winner of the Rumble come from Raw, which is what I think would be the best bet to do. So let's see. Um, it, The first thing I have written down here is the beast and the mystery of the WWE Championship. Who's going to face Lesnar for the championship at the Royal Rumble? You know, we haven't seen Lesnar since... He uh, beat Kofi Kingston for the WWE title on that Friday Night SmackDown when they debuted on Fox. We've seen him, you know, on Raw here and there, but he hasn't defended the title or anything like that. He obviously uh, had a match at SummerSlam, I think. Who, who did he face at SummerSlam? 
No, you know what? No, he didn't. He did not have a match. No, yes, he did. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, guys. He faced uh, Rey Mysterio. This was the first time they didn't do um, co-branded champ first, champ first, champ because it was Raw versus SmackDown versus NXT. Um, but, you know, we saw him at Survivor Series, and then since then he's kind of just faded off into obscurity. He had that little feud with Rey Mysterio, which never really got finished, and, uh, you know, who knows where that's going to go or what's going to be next. Um, Dave Meltzer from the Wrestling Observer Newsletter reported that it's either going to be Randy Orton or Kevin Owens for Brock Lesnar at the Royal Rumble. You know what? I'm not mad at this. I mean, I'm not happy about it. I, I think there's better guys that you could give a championship match to, um, at the Rumble to face Lesnar besides doing, you know, Orton or Kevin Owens. But I think Orton or Kevin Owens for the Beast at the Rumble is a good match. I, if I had to pick between the two, I'd say probably Orton would be the best option just because Kevin Owens is currently feuding with um, Seth Rollins and the AOP. So he's probably going to have that to go into the Rumble with. I don't see them giving him the match against Lesnar at the Rumble. A lot of people thought it was going to be either Cain Velasquez or Tyson Fury facing off against Brock Lesnar. Yes, if you're not following WWE, you did hear that, right? The former UFC heavyweight champion and the former and the current heavyweight champion in uh, the WBC heavyweight champion for uh, professional boxing are in the WWE and they want them to fight Brock Lesnar. Terrible idea. Shouldn't happen. Um, Brock squashed Cain Velasquez in like two minutes. It, 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 there was, there's no point in doing that. If you want to put Velasquez, uh, there was a report. He's probably going to be in the rumble. So neither of these matches would happen. Um, thank God that that should not happen. We don't need Lesnar versus Fury or Lesnar versus Velasquez at Rumble at the Rumble or WrestleMania. That that there's no point for that. You have a lot of guys who could benefit off facing Brock Lesnar and who could maybe beat Lesnar at WrestleMania. I don't see him losing the title at the Royal Rumble. I think he's probably going to go into WrestleMania as the champion and then we'll drop the belt there. Um, but who knows, you know? And Meltzer reports, like I said, it's either Orton or Owens. I think Orton's the better option here. Kevin Owens would work if he wasn't in the storyline with the AOP and uh, Seth Rollins. But I, I just think I think that's the better match. But I think Orton is what's going to happen. So we'll go with that. We'll go with Orton's versus Orton versus Lesnar. My personal pick would have been Ricochet. I think you could have built him up as like the David versus Goliath. You did. Balor versus Lesnar at the Royal Rumble in 2019. I think there's no reason why you couldn't build up Ricochet, have him win maybe like a battle royal, or he wins the Elimination Chamber and faces Lesnar. Or no, he, he wins like a battle royal for the number one contendership, or he wins a little like a little small tournament to become the number one contender for Lesnar at the Royal Rumble. I think that's the best way to go. I think if there's one guy you want to put against Lesnar at the Royal Rumble, it would be Ricochet because you know he'd be able to sell the moves extremely well. He'd be able to put on a good match. It wouldn't have to be long, but you know it'd be great. You can't deny that Ricochet versus Lesnar wouldn't be a fun match. And it would make uh, Ricochet feel more important than he does right now. But he's really not in a position to face Lesnar. But they could build that up from now to the Rumble. It, it's not they, there's no reason why they couldn't. Um, let's see. Uh, one of the one other article I want to touch on is that there was an article that said Heyman has big plans for a few stars in 2020. Obviously, Paul Heyman's the creative director, the writer for Monday Night Raw, and he's got a few plans for some guys on Monday Night Raw going into 2020. These include. Alistair Black, Buddy Murphy, Drew McIntyre, Ricochet, and Charlotte Flair. Um, obviously, the Charlotte Flair one, I, I don't even want to talk about it. You know, 
she's just always been shoved down our throats and it's just ruined her character. Even though she is Ric Flair's daughter and she's a great in-ring performer, I, I, she's just shoved down our throats way too much. It's basically the female Roman Reigns. And yeah, we don't need to hear anything from her in terms of a main event title run and for a for the women's division for a long time. But in terms of Aleister Black, Buddy Murphy, Drew McIntyre, and Ricochet, you need to push all these guys. If there's one guy I think they're going to uh, invest in moving into 2020 and throughout 2020, it would be Aleister Black. And uh, actually, you got to go with all three of these guys. Aleister Black, Buddy Murphy, and Drew McIntyre. I think these three are going to be the top stars on Monday Night Raw for the next two, three years. I think Aleister Black is a perfect candidate to win the Royal Rumble and face Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. I, I think it either him or McIntyre is the perfect way to go. Give the give the Rumble win to McIntyre or give the Rumble win to Aleister Black. You know, I did a previous episode of the podcast, if you haven't listened to it, where I broke down and fantasy booked the entire Royal Rumble 2020 from start to finish, including the pay-per-view and the entrance and eliminations all the way down to the winner um, for the Royal Rumble match for the men and the women. So if you haven't listened to that, definitely go back and listen. I believe it's four or five episodes back, but a great episode to listen if you're a fan of wrestling and uh, fantasy booking in general. But, you know, it, like I said, it said Heyman has big plans for stars in 2020. Aleister Black, Buddy Murphy, Drew McIntyre, Ricochet, all these guys deserve to be pushed. You know, it's going to take a little bit of time. I think Ricochet, from his... His move from NXT to the main roster really just watered him down and didn't make him seem nearly as important as he should be. Ricochet is one of the best in-ring performers in the WWE, the best high flyer in the WWE without a question. He's the best high flyer in probably all of professional wrestling, unless you want to you know, compare him with Will Ospreay from New Japan Pro Wrestling. But he's amazing, and he should be a mid-card champion. He obviously won the U.S. championship and then dropped the title. But that is what it is, and honestly, I could see Aleister Black or Drew McIntyre winning the Rumble. I think that those are the two biggest, um, the best options for a winner of the Rumble, unless you want to give it to a guy from NXT. I think a guy from NXT would also work extremely well. I think you could give a guy like Matt Riddle a Royal Rumble win. You could give it to the Velveteen Dream. I, I said I liked that idea. I saw he was listed as a favorite for a little while, but that's probably not what's going to happen. But in terms of the winner of the Rumble, I would give it to Aleister Black or um, Drew McIntyre and then have them go on and face Brock Lesnar for the championship at WrestleMania 36. I think that Aleister Black versus Brock Lesnar could be built up to be a legitimate match for WrestleMania. And I think McIntyre versus Lesnar is one of the best matches you could give Brock Lesnar in the WWE. So either one of these guys could win the Rumble, and that's who I would pick. Like I said, they're probably going to go with Roman Reigns. But I would definitely give it to Black or McIntyre. McIntyre is probably the safer bet out of the two. But in terms of what I would like to see, I'd like to see Aleister Black win the Rumble. I, I mean, come on. You're, you're telling me you wouldn't want to see that? We always clamor for a new guy to win the Rumble. Somebody we don't expect. And Aleister Black or a guy like Buddy Murphy or a guy like Ricochet, any of these guys would really just make us go, holy shit, and think... Um, outside the box and see that WWE didn't go with the cookie cutter idea of who to face Brock Lesnar. 
So yeah, that that's definitely what I would go with. And uh, you know, Heyman having big plans for them is is a very good sign and a good step in the right direction because all these guys could be main eventers as long as they're booked right and they have proper momentum put behind them. The biggest problem with the WWE is that they bring these guys up from NXT to the main roster, and they did so well in NXT and they're bright, bright stars. And then they don't book them correctly and they just make them look like trash. So hopefully, you know, throughout 2020, Black, Murphy, McIntyre, and Ricochet really get up there and and build themselves as legitimate guys because they all are. It's just they have to build them the right way and book them correctly. Um, We already said who I think should win the Rumble. It's got to either be Drew McIntyre or Aleister Aleister Black. Uh, Reigns should definitely not win it. Like I said, they need to learn from their mistakes. And putting Reigns to win the Rumble for like the third time is... Terrible, terrible, terrible idea. Uh, Let's move into my projections for 2020. So we're going to start out with me projecting who I think are going to be the breakout stars of the year. So my breakout stars of the year are going to be, you're going (laughs) to, this guy just showed up on NXT this week, but at the end of the year, I think he's got a bright, bright future and will be a breakout star of the year. And that's Austin Theory. I think that From now until the end of the year of 2020, this guy could be an NXT world champion by then. He could be the NXT North American champion. He could be their next big breakout star for the for the WWE. He's only 22 years of age, looks like a million bucks, has is I think he's able to talk good on the mic, but he's got an amazing finishing move and putting on that great match against Roderick Strong on the Christmas episode of NXT just goes to show you how bright this guy's future is. So yeah, Austin Theory is one of my breakout stars for 2020. Next, I've got a guy who kind of broke out in 2018 and 19, but I'm going to put him on the list anyway, Um, the Velveteen Dream. I think the Velveteen Dream is going to have a great year in 2020, and I think he's going to be on the main roster by the end of the year and uh, might have a mid-card title run. You know, he could be the Intercontinental or United States Champion by the end of the year, but who knows? But the Velveteen Dream is so good. He has so much um, charisma, so much built in behind him. The different types of attire he uses for the different matches at the takeover or at the pay-per-view events will really just give meaning. And uh, to him, he puts on great matches, a very good in-ring performer, super good. And I just see Velveteen Dream going to the main roster in 2020 and having a great year. So yeah, next I've got Buddy Murphy. You guys shouldn't be surprised by this. He's on his way to becoming a breakout star of 2020. Obviously, he could have been breakout star of 2019 if they used him after he had that crazy good match against Roman Reigns and then defeated Daniel Bryan a week later on SmackDown. You could definitely have this guy be a breakout star of 2019 if they you know, used him after that. But after those matches, he kind of just faded off and uh, moved over to Raw. But now they're building him back up in the feud with Aleister Black. So I expect them. They're having a match on Monday Night Raw tomorrow night. So that's going to be great. And I can't wait to watch that. They had an amazing match at TLC. And I expect nothing less from them tomorrow night. So yeah, I expect Buddy Murphy to be a mid-card champion at least one time in 2020. Maybe work his way into the main event. But I see him having a great year. Up next, we've got Aleister Black. (laughs) Um, Again, like I said, these two guys um, are in a feud right now. Black and Murphy. And uh, they're definitely going to have a good 2020. I don't see them. If Paul Heyman, and I heard that Vince McMahon is behind Aleister Black right now. So if Vince is behind you, you're going to have a good year. So I expect Aleister Black to have a great year in 2020, really be used. You know, he's been on the main roster since 2019, right after WrestleMania. But, or I think it might have been before WrestleMania, actually. 
But right after that or before that, he got brought up. We thought he was going to be used a lot. He was paired in the tag team with Ricochet on the main roster. And, and then he was just, you know, they, they kept doing these vignettes with him of somebody knock on my door, somebody knock on the door, knock on the door, knock on the door. And, you know, that stuff, which helped build up suspense. But I don't think it really did much to build up Black as a formidable opponent. But doing this feud with Buddy Murphy, I think it really has brought him up to brought him and Murphy up to a level where people are really going to take notice if they didn't watch NXT or 205 Live beforehand. So yeah, I expect that to be a great it to be a great year for Alistair Black. And my final breakout star of the year, this might surprise you, but I just based on him as the current NXT Cruiserweight Champion. Um, I think he's going to have a great year. He doesn't put on a bad match. He's only been back in WWE for maybe about five, six months. Um, he, we thought he was never going to come back and that he was going to leave the WWE, but he made his return, and that's Leo Rush, the man of the hour. Um, he was the current NXT Cruiserweight Champion. Now it's held by Angel Garza. But yeah, I expect Leo Rush to really catapult himself on the NXT brand, maybe win the NXT North American Championship, possibly challenge for the NXT World Championship. But he's just a great in-ring performer. He knows how to sell moves. He knows he's just great in the ring, a good high flyer. Like I said, he could sell moves like a million bucks, and I expect it to be a great year for Leo Rush. Now I'm going to give you my bold predictions for 2020. Um... I put 10 on this list and these are just, they're not crazy predictions, but it's just, it's actually, yes, yeah, some of them are crazy. Most of them probably aren't going to happen, but these are my bold predictions for 2020. Number one, CM Punk returns for a WrestleMania match. I think this is pretty much set in stone at this point. I, I expect him to show up at the Royal Rumble, maybe as the number 30 entrant. If they're smart, that's what they do. Or have him show up in the match, hint, hint, like I did in my fantasy booking. But if you haven't checked that out, definitely go out, out of your way to look at that episode. But yeah, I think Punk's definitely got to have a WrestleMania match. And if I'm going to pick who his opponent should be, it should either be Seth Rollins or AJ Styles. That's who you put him against at WrestleMania. You don't do a... Um, you don't do a Triple H. You don't do a John Cena. You could do Cena, but it, you know I don't think that's a good idea. You got to put him up against a guy we want to see him wrestle against. And I think Seth Rollins as a heel is a decent pick. You know, with the in between version of CM Punk that would probably come back. And uh, I think that either, like I said, Seth Rollins or AJ Styles are the best options for CM Punk at WrestleMania. I think Styles versus Punk at Mania 36 is the best option possible, and that's what I think they're going to go with. So, yeah, my first one is Punk returns for a WrestleMania match. My second um, bold prediction is that John Cena has a quote-unquote retirement match by the end of the year. This could happen at WrestleMania. Um, they, I've heard a bunch of rumors that Cena wants to have a marquee match at WrestleMania. He wants to have a marquee involvement, and uh, I think the best way to do this is to have him do a retirement match. I don't want to see Cena retire. I think he could come back for a match maybe once or twice a year, every year, for big matches. You know, he still has that big fight feel, and we haven't seen him in a long time. So I think that John Cena is built into having a quote-unquote retirement match, most likely loses the match, which would probably be at WrestleMania. And if I was going to pick somebody to do it, I would say you either have to do it with Drew McIntyre or you do it with the Velveteen Dream. I think those are the best options for who could face Cena at WrestleMania. I think the Dream versus Cena would be perfect in terms of the buildup and the promo work between the two of them. And I think Drew McIntyre conquering Cena at WrestleMania 36 
and kicking a hole through his face and knocking him into quote-unquote retirement would be the best option. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Cena has a retirement match this year. Up next, 205 Live dies. There's not really much to talk about. I, I don't. I think since they brought the Cruiserweight Championship over to NXT and named it the NXT Cruiserweight Championship, 205 Live's on its way out. I expect it to be dead in the next five or six, maybe four or five months. I don't think 205 Live will be a thing anymore. And uh, yeah, that's it. That's what I expect. I'm not going to talk about that one a lot. It's not really a bold prediction because they're already kind of on their way out. But yeah, that's what I see for uh, 205 Live. Up next, I've got that the women's tag team championships will be retired. Now, now hear me out. I, I thought it was a good idea. Actually, no, I didn't. I, I never thought that women's tag team championships were a good idea. And you know why? Because I thought that the women's division in terms of tag teams is so thin that having titles with the tag team championships for the women's would just be, there would be no point because there aren't enough talent and enough people used on that main roster to defend the titles. Now, if they went to NXT and NXT UK, Raw and SmackDown and defended the titles, maybe you could build up a more compelling uh, tag team division for the women. But I just don't really think that there's anything to gain from these NXT tag women or from these women's tag team championships. So yeah, that's what I expect. I expect the tag team titles for the women to be retired in this year. Um, and yeah, I, I don't see anything wrong with that. Up next, I've got that Adam Cole wins his first WWE World Championship on the main roster. That This is kind of set in stone at this point. If it's not in 2020, it's going to be in early 2021. Adam Cole is destined for greatness. He reminds me of like a newer version of Triple H and John Cena mixed into one with great in-ring work, good promo work, and just fantastic matches week in and week out. This guy's a star. We already know this just by the caliber of matches and the work that he does in NXT. And yeah, I expect him to go to the main roster and win the world championship by the end of 2020. And uh, he'll play in a little bit later, but this guy could be the face of WWE. He's that good. He could be your top heel in the company um, as the years move on. He's already one of the top performers in the company right now. So yeah, Adam Cole will win a world championship. Up next, I've got that Harper, The Revival, and more make the transition from WWE to All Elite Wrestling. Again, this isn't really a bold prediction. I, I think the Revival might have re-signed a contract, but I know that I read an article that said the Revival was being thought of as more of a comedy act and they're going to be on their way out. So I expect them to go to AEW along with Harper. I think that's good for AEW, and I think they want to just be used more used better than they're being used in the WWE. And if that's what they want and they can get better used better in another company and make more money, then I'm all for it. You know, I don't want to see the Revival leave. I think they have a lot more they could do in the WWE as a tag team. Um, they had a great match with the Undisputed Era on NXT TV. They've had great matches with the New Day. They just recently lost the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. But yeah, that's one of my other predictions. My next bold prediction is going to be that Cesaro wins the Money in the Bank this year. How many times have we thought Cesaro was going to win a world championship in the WWE and he still hasn't done it? Probably about 15 or 20. You know, since he's debuted, we thought this guy was going to be big money, big business, main event superstar. And I think he still has that. Um, I think he still has that caliber and that ability to be a top star in the main event scene of the WWE. And I think the best way to catapult that is to give him the money in the bank. I think Cesaro winning the money in the bank and holding it 
maybe for close to a year and then just building up with that briefcase um, and having match good match after good match after good match is the best thing to do for Cesaro. And if a guy, there's not a guy on the WWE main roster right now who deserves it more than Cesaro to be a world champion. And uh, yeah, I think him winning the Money in the Bank in 2020 and then eventually cashing in to become a world champion on SmackDown or Raw is the best way to go. Up next, I said that the tag team titles will be co-branded. That means that there will be one tag team title between Raw and SmackDown. I think this is a great idea. I think this is the best way, best thing to do to make the tag team division feel important. I think if you have world tag team champions on Raw and SmackDown and they go between the shows and wrestle, you can have guys like the Undisputed Era versus the Street Profits, the Undisputed Era versus the Usos. You could do Usos versus the Street Profits. You could do um, the New Day versus the Viking Raiders like they did before at Survivor Series. You could do the Undisputed Era versus the Viking Raiders. There's just so many things you could do with um, co-branded tag team champions who have to move in between the shows and defend the titles. It'll make the tag team division feel more important. It'll make the titles feel more important. And it'll make the tag team wrestling on the shows be more enjoyable and feel more important in general. I feel like, like I said, one title between both shows is the best way to go. Two championships, there's not enough tag teams on both shows to make those titles feel as important as they should. So making it one championship between both shows and having the champion have to fight the best tag teams in the WWE, not just on their show, is the best idea for uh, the tag team division moving forward. Up next, I have that the NXT championship will be defended at WrestleMania. Um, one of my friends, shout out to Vinny, uh, he he sent this to me when I asked him what he thought was going to happen in 2020. And the second I read it, you know, I thought this was going to be a great, this is a great idea. I think they've already defended the title on uh, SmackDown. He defended it against Daniel Bryan. He also, we always, or they already defended the championship on Survivor Series with Pete Dunne. You know, I think this is just going to make NXT feel more important and more more big business than it already does. And I see the title being defended at WrestleMania. I don't know if Adam Cole is going to be the champion going into WrestleMania. I would venture to say he's probably not going to be. But I see the NXT title being defended at WrestleMania, um, hopefully on the main show, not the pre-show. And uh, maybe open up the card with the NXT Championship match. And I think that's the best thing to do. Like I said, NXT has shot through the roof and made made their presence known in the WWE and they won survivor series as the most dominant brand. So they should defend the, the main title at WrestleMania. And my final bold prediction for 2020, this is a really big, bold prediction. I don't think it's going to happen, but it could, I'm going to go with AJ Lee returns to WWE's women's division. I think if CM Punk makes his return, I could definitely see AJ Lee making her return in the women's division as well. And I would love to see her back. She was one of my favorite divas back in the day when she wrestled and won the uh, divas championship. And then eventually she lost it to Paige. But I just think that um, she would be great for the women's division right now. I think women's wrestling is at the biggest height it's ever been. And adding AJ Lee into that mix would just bring more eyes to the women's division and really add a breath of fresh air to the division with her, Rhea Ripley, and uh, other people moving up from NXT. So that's my final bold prediction. Um, in my final part of the episode, it's going to be part three. We're going to project the champions at the end of 2020 for Raw, SmackDown, and NXT. So I will catch you on the next part. It's going to be shorter, but you'll see it. All right, guys. <laughs>